Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today, buckle up fans, I'm in the mood for a rom-com. And so is our lovely correspondent, Miss China. Welcome back, friend. Oh, hello. So you and I had the pleasure of going to seeing anyone but you. It was so much fun. I haven't enjoyed a rom-com this much since the early 2000s, easily. I feel like we haven't had a rom-com like this since the early 2000s. Like This is such a throwback to how they used to make them. Right. beautiful. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. But that being said, anyone but you is loosely based off of Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing. And for those of you who don't think that you're a Shakespeare fan or a fan of any type of Shakespeare, hear me out. If you're a fan of 10 Things I Hate About You, you could possibly be a fan of Taming of the Shrew. If you're a fan of She's the Man, you could thoroughly enjoy Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. This one, I had no idea. And now it makes a little more sense. But if you were into West Side Story, that is loosely based off of Romeo and Juliet. And yeah. This one caught me completely off guard, but it totally makes sense now. But if you're a fan of The Lion King, hashtag a cast member, (laughs) any cast member, The Lion King is loosely based off of Hamlet. Is it really? Yeah. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, bad cast member moment. Oh, my goodness. Whoa, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Right? Now that you said that. That's crazy. Right? But also, it's funny because my family and I were just quoting She's the Man. Like, it's (laughs) such a good movie. Okay, so... I, I don't know if I told you this or not. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But we were in high school. My sister and I were part of the journalism team. So we wrote the newspaper for school. And my sister got picked to go interview the cast of She's the Man. So we were looking through old photos on Christmas. And we literally have a picture of her and the coach. Because she went interview. I know. I'm so sorry. I feel like this is a dumb, like, how many conversations you've had about Channing Tatum that I've never told you <laughs> this. But, like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't come to mind until this moment. So you're saying when Whitney? We were, yeah, Whitney, my older sister. Yeah, we were. Whitney, your cool factor just went through the roof, dude. <laughs> How did we not know, know. this? <laughs> yeah, we literally. I, that's, we were looking at pictures, and it was just like, a picture of her and the coach. And I was like, "Oh, that did happen!" Like I totally just black, like blank that out. Like you know, like things happen. It's just so like minor when you're younger, or like I mean, I guess interviewing movie stars is obviously not minor but like it's so long ago we're talking like 2007 2006 whatever year that was it's really funny I gotta ask my mom to send me that picture and so I can send it to you but yeah it's really funny I would keep that on my fridge for life dude yeah so she got to interview some of the cast of she's the man you forget that it's actually like Shakespeare you know how to make Shakespeare cool put Channing Tatum in there you're good (laughs) so for those of you who don't know anyone but you is about B and Ben Two folks who go on a first date and there's this amazing attraction between the two of them. And then it just goes ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly reunited at at a destination wedding in Australia. And it just gets better from there, folks. (laughs) But I've got some casting for you. Go for it. Tell me all the people. All right. As B, we've got Sydney Sweeney. As Ben, we have Glenn Powell. As Claudia, we have Alexandra Shipp. As Pete, we have Gata. As Leo, we have Dermot Mulroney. As Margaret, we have Charlie Frazier. As Roger, we have Brian Brown. As Carol, we have Michelle Hurd. 
as Jonathan, we have Darren Barnett. And as Hallie, we have Hadley Robinson. I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Oh, absolutely. Spill the tea. Okay. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched anyone but you, we're about to spoil it for you. That being said, what was your favorite scene? It's the koala scene. <laughs> I mean, the whole Ben and B part. Okay. Obviously hilarious. We're trying to figure out like how to position your hand to make it look like you guys are together. And then all of a sudden you're like in the, you're in the pants. But like my favorite is just no one's paying attention. They're just, oh, look at the koala. I've, I've been to Australia. And when we were out on a tour, there were koalas in the trees. So it really is that thing of being like, oh my God, it's a koala. That's crazy. <laughs> but then to have both those situations happening at the same time and they're doing all this effort to make it look like they're a cute couple and no one cares because there's a cute koala nearby. I mean, I relate. I would do the exact same thing. Koala first. Right. We can see you guys in your natural habitat any day of the week. The koala yeah. is a priority. What was your favorite? Okay, so when they're in the harbor and... Oh, okay. They're panicking. At least B or Sydney Sweeney's character is panicking. She's like, oh my God, we're going to drown. You can't swim. You're hot guy fit. And he's like, we're not going to drown. It's fine. Like I can swim to the buoy. And so they swim to the buoy and then she's still panicking. And she's like, she was just panicking about how they were going to die. And then she starts mentioning sharks and he's like, okay, well, there is sharks, but Harbor Patrol will find us. Just her incessant panicking. And I get it. That shit's scary as hell. It's nighttime and you're in... Oh, dark water? Yeah, yeah, dark water. Hard pass. No, thank you. Yeah, I would forget how to swim. And to be in the same situation with somebody else, you're like, oh, God, now I have to worry about someone who can't swim or is hot guy fit or whatever the case may be. And they're just sitting at this buoy just talking about doom and gloom. And it was just way too funny. I just wasn't expecting it. Side note, did you know that when I was in Australia, we went snorkeling on the Great Bear Reef and there were sharks below us? Did I tell you that part? And okay. like when we got back, we got back on the boat, these people who were on the boat watching us were like, oh my God, did you see the shark that was below you? I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Yeah, my friends and I are shark week people. Like I'm down for the shark. Let's do it. If I ever go away, like memorialize me on shark week, I'm down. Literally, I, I took a photo right in the moment and my friend Caitlin's face, like, we missed the shark. Like, we weren't worried about the shark. We were more sad that we, like, didn't see the shark. <laughs> so, like, I get you. Dark water, but I'm kind of stoked to see a shark. What was the funniest quote from the movie? I don't know if I want to get the quote right or whatever, but, like, my favorite part, my funniest moments were, like, the stepdad being, like, when they're trying to pretend like they're overhearing, talk loud and act as if they're just talking about stuff. And the dad's, like, obviously such such a bad actor he's like of course don't you know that they <laughs> like each other and you know, it's like so unnatural it's so funny to me like the whole every scene he did that that it's like dad jokes to the max where it's just like he's so oblivious he's trying but he's okay. like of course son why would you not want why do you think they wouldn't like each other of course they would is <laughs> my favorite because i had to What's your dive because there were so many okay but I was going to say, how do you know my Serenity song? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I now need to find a, a Serenity song for 2024 because of this movie. I feel like I need a background to like why that's his Serenity song. You know what I right? mean? Like I need a like a flashback of his character in high school, like finding this <laughs> as his Serenity song. Like That's what I need. That's what I need in my life. All right, Glenn, we need the backstory. So one of the funniest moments for me throughout this whole film 
was when they were being lifted by the helicopter from the harbor and and they're singing his serenity song. Yes. <laughs> which is Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten, which, fun fact, Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten is up 156% with 1.3 million streams. And this oh comes from, yeah, dude, it comes from Luminate, according, so, according to Luminate, but I read the article per Billboard magazine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Natasha wow. Bedingfield, classic, unwritten. Gotta love it, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, I feel like that might be one of my favorite scenes too. And like the best part about having this, that song, especially that song in this, is it kind of goes back to the whole rom-coms of the early 2000s. Like put the music in there, bring us back to that era. Like let's have that vibe again. And then the ending credits where all the actors are basically doing like their blooper reels to that song. So good. So good. What caught you in your feels? I think the initial meeting, like the whole meet cute is my, is my favorite, like from like him pretending to be like the husband in Mm -hmm. line or whatever to them making grilled cheese. It's the, it's perfect early 2000s hit you in your feels rom-com meet cute. Give me some good serendipity kind of feels, you know, Harry met Sally kind of vibes. Notting Hill all the way. You know what I mean? Like, it just gave that vibe. And then to call back to it later when he's like, you want to make a grilled cheese after they do the whole get stuck in the harbor part? I'm like, oh, we're going to make a grilled cheese. I want a grilled cheese date. Yeah. Can we just have a grilled cheese date? Why is that so much to ask for? Last but not least, what was the biggest plot twist for you? I don't know if it was the biggest plot twist, but the one I loved the most was mm. that the brides were fake fighting. And oh. when they came out with it, they're like, when they came out with the fake fight and they like reenacted it in their wedding dresses, they're like, come on, you really think we were fighting over y'all? <laughs> we're just trying to make this work. It's like, final, finally, the bit worked, right? Like they're overhearing them talk about them bit finally actually worked. It's so right. funny. <laughs> yeah. So funny. What was yours? Okay. Obviously, the guy gets the girl. Okay. That's not a plot twist. I get that. Right. But did Ben have to go so hard and jump off a cliff to jump into the harbor and scream? To get in the helicopter. Yeah. yeah and scream, call Harbor Patrol. Because he knew that was his fastest route to getting to the Sydney Opera House to meet up with B. I was like, I feel like there's a faster way, bro, or a safer way. But no, you, you want to do your own stunts. Okay. I get it. That's really extra. <laughs> was there like a like a stunt quota you had to meet? And we're like, one more. Let's just do one more. See what happens. Right? No, when you work with Tom Cruise, you have to do your own stunts after that. There's no going back. And he was in Top Gun Maverick. And oh, I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. All right. All right. He set the bar. You can no longer not do your own stunts. I get it. But uh, yeah. that was that to me, I was like, bro, there has to be a better way. Don't go kill yourself. Just call an Uber, man. <laughs> right? You're fine. Just call it. Don't jump. Don't jump off a cliff. Just call an Uber. Yeah. Make it easy for yourself. Right. That being said, if you're looking for a great rom-com to go see in theaters or stream, anyone but you is definitely top on our list. Absolutely. And then continue the marathon with the rest of the Shakespeare modern twist movies. Could you imagine that that marathon would be insane? Oh. And things I hate about you into She's the Man, into Anything But You. You want to come over for a movie night? Valentine's Day plans at my house. Let's do it. 
And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts for a new, fun, fandom episode of the Fangirls Podcast. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. Looking to move? 24-7 Moving is a full-service moving company based in LA. At 24-7 Moving, they understand moving can be overwhelming sometimes, and they see this as their responsibility to alleviate the pressure and stress. Their professional team provides fun, friendly, and secure local and long-distance services throughout the U.S., Their highly skilled and well-trained team has combined experience of over 3,000 moves, including commercial and residential. They deliver smooth and stress-free moving and packing services at affordable prices. I've personally used 24-7 moving and have never been so impressed with a team of movers in my life. They weren't just fast and efficient. They were affordable, and the guest service was unmatched to anything I've ever worked with before. For more information, visit them online at 247moving.com. Founded in 2021, the Nerf Herder Co. was created as a way for people to bring their favorite fandoms into their homes and out into the world in a luxurious, chic way. The Nerf Herder Co. offers candles, wax melts, fragrance mists, and now has expanded into apparel. The Nerf Herder Co. offers a wide range of fandoms from Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, books such as Akatar, and more. New releases are dropped on an almost weekly basis, and they always love to get suggestions for future releases from customers. Looking to donate some of your old books to a good home? Look no further than your local Little Free Library. Little Free Library is a nonprofit organization based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Their mission is to be a catalyst for building community, inspiring readers, and expanding book access for all through a global network of volunteer-led Little Free Libraries. For more information on Little Free Library, head on over to the link in our show notes. Connect with us on social. You can find the Fangirls Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at the Fangirls Podcast. Looking to celebrate a loved one in a fun and unique way? We here at the Fangirls Podcast would love to help you out with a fun birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion shout out. DM us on Instagram for all the details. Do, 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 do. Disclaimer time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following Columbia Pictures, 5050 Films, Sony Pictures Releasing, any of the cast of Anyone But You, or any of the films that we mentioned in today's episode. We're just really big fans. Ta da! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.